Riders. Welcome to the show. It's the basement show. Ryan and I set out on this plan seven years ago. Figured me and him talking shit in the basement could somehow change the world. And things are moving very, uh, things are moving swell in that direction. Uh, we have meetups happening in uh, SoCal, in the tri-state area. I'm seeing street fighters helping each other out in all the comments, and I'm glad that we've built this amazing community. So thank you for joining in on us uh, once again as we take a stab at fixing the entire flat earth and getting rid of all the governmental aspects that uh, are oppressing the shit out of most of us. So thank you for joining us on this journey. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. Once again, we're Street Fighter Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for seven years on WCRS here out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we do a call-in show every single Sunday. Now, this Sunday coming up, uh, I don't know what the date is. It is going to be the last... 26th. The 26th of August <laughs> is going to be the last call-in show we do for two weeks. So after that, we're going to take a two-week break from call-ins and we'll return... The reason that we are going to take a break is we are going on a Middle West tour. So if you haven't heard, we are going to be in Chicago on Sunday, September 2nd. We're going to be at the hideout. Uh, we're going to be joined by Amber Taylor from the Season of the Bitch podcast and possibly some other guests. Uh, on Tuesday, we're going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I don't have a venue yet. I had one, and then it, some people are telling me there's problems with racism. So I'm trying to figure out something else. We're going to be in Des Moines, Iowa on the 5th of September. That's a Wednesday. And that will be at Vaudeville Muse. Ticket links are available. There's also a Facebook uh, event. We're going to be in Kansas City on the 5th. I don't have a Kansas City place still. Uh, so I have maybe some people working on it, but so far nothing. And then finally, we're going to round it all out with um, St. Louis on did I say that? I feel like I said all the dates wrong. St. Louis that Saturday uh, at Propaganda. And there's is a Facebook event, but no ticket link yet. I will keep all you posted. Check the social medias for that. And uh, thank you for being here. We are live in the chat for those people that donate $5 or more on Patreon. Uh, we just did our giveaway. Uh, congratulations to Alaric JP. He won a little ABO Comics. They, they did. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Gotcha. Well, no, you always yell at me. That's all for saying guys all the time. Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, so, so they got the ABO Comics uh, prize pack. If, for those of you that are uh, that did get the Loot Zine Plus, we sent out a zine called uh, "Talking to Wrestling Fans About Prison Abolition." And ABO Comics are the people that put that together. They're also doing a lot of advocacy and fundraising for the prison strike right now. So I suggest checking them out. Um, they are a uh, queer prisoner collective of comic creators. So it's really cool shit they're doing over there. And we're glad they were, we were able to link up and uh, get those zines to you. So after all that bullshit, let's start the show. Sorry. Yeah, we got two things probably first here. One, uh, I want to say congratulations to the Chapo guys. Their book came out this week and that's really cool. So yeah. I'm I'm proud of those guys. They're sweet boys. They made it. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to do something with them soon. So just keep looking out for that. Obviously, you'll still hear them on the show and stuff. But I think it's cool as hell that those guys made a book. And I want to 
congratulate them for getting their book out because it seemed like a pain in the ass to make. <laughs> like, so it's a lot uh, of stress I don't need. I think. Yeah, I, uh, and yeah, I guess you know I don't know how to do this. Just solidarity with the prison strikers. You know what I mean? Like that's been going on all this week, and we haven't really mentioned it much on the show. Uh, it, you know, there are places to go and find. You can talk to the uh, IWW a lot of times works with uh works with prisoners and it, that would be the place to go to see what you can do i wish i was better at that sort of thing but i i want to express solidarity for them at least you know they're being used as slaves yeah and you can you can check it out um the iwalk the incarcerated workers organizing committee um is the one that has uh put a lot of effort into this so on twitter they're at iww underscore iwoc or you can just find that at uh, incarceratedworkers.org um, and they have ways to get involved, information about the strike, and um, what the plans are after this. So please do that. Um, we are not very, we're not the people to uh, to do that. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. You're, there's better people to ask. Right. Uh, man, what is going on this week? I, I Actually, Brett and I had a weird conversation over the weekend. And then I, I actually noticed this in my neighborhood. I'm walking up the main road into my neighborhood, which is what they would call an enclave, right? They call those my neighborhoods like mine enclave. Sure. <laughs> they're like, they're downtown. So they're downtown, but they're not really downtown. Separated. One main road that comes into my neighborhood and it's 25 miles, it's 35 miles an hour and it quickly turns 25. And a bunch of people got those signs that say drive like they're your kids. Mm-hmm. Like everybody on the fucking street now has a sign that says either drive by your kid, drive like they're your kids or drive like they're your pets. And uh, it made me think of a conversation that me and you had earlier in the weekend about the vibes you get off of people with no soliciting signs on their door. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's like a like they're they're in the right. OK, like. I think nobody wants people to come to their door and knock on the door and bother them about stuff. Did we talk about it on the show? Well, we haven't talked about this yet. That's why I thought I would bring it up. I wanted to do it on this show so oh. me and you could talk about it. Then maybe people will call in this Sunday and, and let us know, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like if you don't want people coming to your door and knocking on it, it I get that. Yeah. Dude. I don't want people coming to my door and knocking on it either and asking me to like switch my gas bill. Or like or donate to a political campaign, donate to a campaign or something like that for some vague thing that I don't know that is going to be a recurring payment. They always <laughs> want that now. Yeah, they want a recurring payment for something that's like, I remember this one called Purge, P-I-R-G came to my house and they're like, you don't like environmental issues. And I'm like, no, nah, I hate them. And they're like $50 a month and we'll start working on trying to get rid of some of these fracking and environmental issues. Yeah. <laughs> but we do that by doing something else and they weren't like directly working <clears throat> with anybody. And I just was like, dude, yeah, I, I don't have that kind of money. First of all. <laughs> yeah. There's one that got me for a while. It was just called environment Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then they started sending me like all their materials and everything. And it was really just, they were doing their best to try and get people to not do bad environmental shit. You know, yeah. like there wasn't a direct, it was the campaigning was more like you're paying us to try to try for you. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. But like, yeah, to set up a protest or, you know, there wasn't really like working to change policies or make any sort of like 
there was no like deals with congressmen. There was nothing that was happening that when the governmental, it was all just like them doing the activism for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, like canvassing, I think is important for political things. You know, I don't think the DSA asks for money when they go do the no, Medicare for no, they All don't. thing. No, They're they just don't. out there like, yo, we want to like, <gasps> I mean, that's like the, I, that's the kind of canvassing I'm cool with. You know, like, hey, can we talk about politics right now? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like somebody knocking on your door and asking you about politics seems fine to me. Yeah. Like we should be doing that. We should all be talking about this sort of thing. It shouldn't like be swept under the, it shouldn't be like swept under the rug just so we could like not ever have to yeah. hear unpleasant things ever, which we do so much of the time. You know, we, we oftentimes just will do anything to avoid talking politics. And uh, so anyway, I understand not wanting that, but I can't bring myself to put a no solicitor sign on my door because I feel if it's, it's grumpy, it's a yeah. it's saying fuck you. It's like nobody come to the door. It's really bad vibes to people. It is. Like if you it's don't completely know, shut off, if you have one, look. I'm not saying I'm not like down with your cause. You know, I wish this wasn't a thing that happened, but you know what? You got to deal with a Kirby salesman every once in a while. That's been a part of the American experience since America's been America. Well, that's how I, I mean, that's where I'm at too, is I'm like, you know what? This is somebody's job to do this and uh, they rely on this for their income. And so I, I'm going to give them a shot, you know, like I just, mm -hmm. I, it's like if everybody put that up, those where would those fucking people go? You yeah. know. And why do the? No, I mean, I don't want them to have that job, but like, that's the thing. Is like a guy comes to my door and he's like, I'm. He was collecting. He was trying to get people to sign up for Working America. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, he was like, it's only fifty dollars a month. We'll do this or that. I'm like, I am not going to do that. So we get down. He, I agree to do fifteen dollars a month. And he's like, he just looks at me straight in the eyes and he's like. Dude, I just have to get 24 and then I can just go home for the night. And I was like, fine, you can have 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is good. And uh, but, you know, that environment, Ohio chick, I talked to her a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, it was really just like uh, getting the money. It's just the money. It's just a quota. You got to hit. You, you have to sell a certain amount of these every day. And uh, I don't know why. Like, I don't want them to come either. I don't, I'm not, I, I turn, I turn tons of them away I do too. and it's bothers Sometimes me. Sometimes I act like I'm not even home and I just oh, I walk in the right, back room. Exactly. Yeah. I don't give a fuck doing that either. Yeah. I don't feel any bad about that at all. No, it's part of the game. That's part of the job. Yeah. But saying no solicitor just is so cold mm -hmm. it, and it's, I, I just, I, I, the, all the people that I ever met that had it and it was only because when I was a kid and I was selling candy door to door. Right. Couldn't read. Yeah. I don't know what a fucking solicitor is. <laughs> no one told me. Who knows what a solicitor right. is? You know? to, we, used to t we used to go door to door, take orders for candy. I was like in kindergarten. And uh, this the grumpiest old fucking man, he says, you know what that says? No solicitor. And I was like, I don't know what that means. He says, it's what you're doing, selling stuff. And I was like, sorry, sir. And I just walked away. Oh, he slammed the fucking kid. door. Yeah. He said that to a kid. Yeah. Imagine how the people that like do it for like the older adult people that do it get treated. Ugh. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it was, he wasn't that, I mean, I mean, it seemed like it was more cartoonish, but it was very straightforward. Just like get out of here. I don't feel like there is, um, 
I don't feel like there should be a reasonable, I don't think it's reasonable for you to get to control who knocks on your door, I guess. Like, I don't think that's a reasonable in a expectation in a world where like, we all live together and we all have to be around each other and you're like, no, you may not knock on my door. Well, and the world is so compartmentalized anyways. I mean, if you go out in public, you don't have to, you don't, I, I don't, I'm not always talking or interacting with strangers besides people that are like helping me with food. Like, I don't. When we go out to eat, we don't ever drum up a conversation with the table next to us. <laughs> you don't jump over. Unless you're on vacation. Yeah, I don't do that e- even then. But like, or, or like I've seen people go out to eat at like the Japanese steakhouse or something oh, like yeah. that. And they'll all sit around the same table and not talk to each oh, other. Oh, yeah. And they'll just be talking to like into their shoulders to each other. Yeah. Like, you know, I was telling her early about, you know, that thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like you go to the amusement park and there's like a hundred people standing in line for a ride, all just talking to each other, avoiding, avoiding each other as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think like and I think like as far as the drive like they're your kids sign. Don't be rude. Like, is there a reason you have to be fucking rude about it like that? There is a way. To say that my children play out here and I don't want you to drive by and hit them with your car because you're going. There's a fucking way to say I don't know it right now. Like off the top of my head, just like, hey, y'all, could you do 25 here? You know, the speed limit here is 20. They maybe you don't they think just you put don't, up a fucking speed limit they, sign. They shouldn't appeal to emotions, you don't think? I just feel like it is rude. It's just a fucking I feel like the way that they're doing it is like it's not. It's not like drive like it's your kid. It's it's like a fucking it sounds like a stern warning to you. Like you piece of shit. That's well, the no. way the vibe I get from it. And I'm not the only one that reads it like this either. Cause my wife is like, this is rude. These signs feel so rude. Like just it's a terse way of speaking to somebody, I guess. And I'm just You like, don't have very much time though. You only have a sign. I know, just fucking drive. Could you please? Could I just think it's on. like give me a half a second. You talk for a minute, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'll have a sign that's pleasant. Okay, I'm just thinking that like it just makes you think. If I hit my own kid, my kid got hit with a car. If I like, <laughs> I would I because I was speeding. I would you know, right? Let me. I'm picturing a very traumatic experience in my. Like I want you to picture a very traumatic yeah. experience in your. Think head about it, and then think about how fast you're driving. Well, I. That's why I don't do the texting and shit on the phones because I do think about like those people that accidentally kill somebody, and it's like yeah. you don't live with yourself after that. You become you. Most lots of people end up fucking miserable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you hit a kid, like your life would be fucking awful. Yes, I agree. I do. I agree. I drive the speed limit when I come sure. up that road, and I'll bet you a good amount of people. No, I bet drive most this. people. Most do. people. It's not a fucking rash of yeah. crime, and That's it's true. a bunch of people that don't give a shit about. It. Like, if somebody's flying up one of the roads in your neighborhood, they're probably not from your neighborhood, and they don't give a shit about your neighborhood. You know, sure. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, drive like it's your pets. Like, just how about like a um. Could you please drive carefully? How about that? The speed limit here is 25 miles an hour. Could you please drive carefully? That's fucking polite. It doesn't conjure up the image of a kid's head under a fucking tire. Right. Like, I'm not trying to conjure that up. That's not the image I want. I don't want people to do things based out of I don't want to kill a kid. 
I want him to do things based out of a sense of belonging to a community and doing the right thing. Yeah, that's way too pie in the sky. <laughs> that you're People, talking to me like this is my abolish money speech yeah. that I used to do. I can't see anybody respect respecting like you politely saying something like that. I can. I can't. I really. I would respect it. You think I when you were kindness. seventeen? They they don't have kids, right? But they know. Year old doesn't. But they were like, "Damn, man, what if you fucking killed a kid?" <laughs> oh no, that's not how they're thinking. That's just you're, you put I it in know. their mind. I feel you like I don't know. <laughs> I feel like being rude to every single person that drives into the neighborhood is not, or being like that kind of having that kind of like way of addressing everybody that comes into the neighborhood feels hostile i guess in a way i wouldn't want to i don't want it to feel hostile i don't want it to feel like you're you're already just like this motherfucker is coming into my neighborhood and he's gonna drive like a maniac and kill well, one of my kids say, we don't fucking speed around here how about that for a sign <laughs> we don't speed around here would be i don't know that sounds too much like i accidentally drove into the wrong town in texas or something yeah <laughs> we don't speed around here boys <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I actually, I one time got flagged down for going thirty five and a twenty five. Someone tried to to run out and get in front of my fucking car to to yell at me. Some parent, and I was like sixteen or seventeen at the time. I just flipped them off and held my nuts and drove yeah. away. I used to get yelled at all the time. For I still do. If I'm going twenty five, a lot of times somebody will yell at me, slow down. I have I hate had that. that happen too. Where I'm just, I want to stop, and I'm just that pisses me off. Where I'm like, no. No, I was going to speed limit. Yeah, I'm driving the 25 you asked me to drive. Right. But if that's too fast for you, take it to city council. Sit down and talk to city fucking council about this sort of thing. My city yeah. council like does not give a shit what people say to the point where like there's this um, there's this funeral home that's about to go out of business. They're going to get rid of it. Because they're going to just start throwing us all in the woods anyway. We can't afford funerals. <laughs> but uh, the, the, so there's this funeral home and they're like, we're going to build a new mixed use condo building there. All these people show up and they're like, we don't want this building next to our school. We don't want these stores. We just want a field next to the school. If that if that's possible, like, can we have some more green space? And these motherfuckers were just like, no, nah, we're going to go ahead and build those. Condos. Yeah, <laughs> like right to them, right to their face. And I was just like, shit. And then it. Like, reminded me that, like, so they went around my neighborhood this week, and they painted X's on the bad sidewalk, like, uh, on the bad sidewalk things, and now they're going to have to be replaced. Now, a thing that you learn if you go around the neighborhood, the pattern that you will see is that the sidewalks are coming up because of the roots of trees. We live in a neighborhood with a lot of trees that's downtown. That's part of the draw of living in some of these neighborhoods in Columbus, because there are, there are like in a lot of cities, there are no trees in the neighborhoods. It's just fucking bare, but there's, it's lush here, you know? Yeah. And what happens is if the tree is making the sidewalk go up, they cut the landlords just like, well, we got to cut down this tree so we don't have to pay for these sidewalk pavers anymore. And they just cut down the damn tree. The tr tree's just gone. And yeah. it's just been cutting down trees in my neighborhood like it's fucking like the Lorax. It's, it's, like, it's like that movie there. The, like they have one of those machines with like the saws that are cutting 10 and 11 of them down at the time. Yeah. How <laughs> fucked up are the sidewalks? Oh, my God. I have pictures that like some of them just have like one crack running. They're not fucked up at all. They don't need fix. Some of them are like a little even off. Like 
I was talking to my wife about this, and I was like, somebody could on, in a wheelchair could easily get around on this sidewalk. It wouldn't like it's this is not a problem sure. at all. It's I because I mine do, was a ramp. My I had a terrible yours one. Yours was not great. Mine was like a fucking pyramid. Still feel like they could have gone around the roots and just. Maybe had a sidewalk oh, just spin in a little bit. They could have sawed land. the roots out and then put it on there, and but then they have to redo it later. <laughs> they kill the yeah, and then they end up killing a tree or something. I'm sure if you saw some of the roots. Uh, I don't know. I'm sick of them cutting down fucking trees. They did that in my neighborhood. Like they were building this big office park, and people went to city councils. Like, what about all the land that we're giving up for this office park there's just all this green space there's this field there's all this grass and now we're gonna have this big like they call it the yard and it's like a place that nobody goes to <laughs> pretty much brett That's always shits on idea. it <laughs> brett shits on it every time he's in eyesight of it well they it's um i mean it's basically office buildings they got a deal from an insurance company to make these gigantic office buildings and then they were like, well, maybe we can put apartments there and maybe we can make it a lifestyle thing. And they have like a gigantic Globo gym there. There's a really weird um, beer. Like, uh, what's it called? What's the, that called? Uh, beer garden. Beer garden. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's like a, it's a Hofbrau house. They have uh, yeah. them everywhere. Yeah, one of those places. And uh, it's like, it's just the most manufactured place possible. It's some place that didn't exist five years ago. And now they have like these like crooked lampposts that hang over and like ivy and shit set up. And it's all just the same. It's desolate. And nobody is there. Nobody Nobody wants to fucking be there. Like nobody is looking for that environment. (laughs) There's already a place that people gather in the neighborhood. I was was already there. (laughs) They just put this in. No, I drive through your neighborhood whenever I always take the, go through the yard and it's no, it's completely silent out there. There's no bustling activity there. I don't know why they would add more to that. Yeah. And so in, in, in order to build that, they had to promise that they would give us more green spaces, which is the biggest crock of fucking shit that will give you. They did yeah. that. And uh, I grew up in this neighborhood, this area, of the the far east side of, of Columbus, outside of Columbus. Just it was like just outside sort of rural is a place called Canal Winchester. And they built a bunch of subdivisions and they were like, we're going to give you some wetlands. We're going to give you a bunch of wetlands. We're going to set those aside. We're all that nature that we took away. We're going to give back. And they would build decks on like sewage water. And you could just go and stand in the sewage water on a deck with a bunch of bees flying around you. (laughs) So what they did in my neighborhood was they went to the easements in people's yard, which for people that don't know, an easement is the part of the land that's nobody's. It's like the, it's like usually a part between two houses there's like an area that's nobody. So utility people can get through and shit like that. It's, it's not, it's like public space. And they went and found large easements and they put signs on them that said they were parks. Now. <laughs> <laughs> There's one down the street from my house that just looks like somebody's front yard. And it's called the park, the park. And I'm like, these motherfuckers, like they, these condo developers are the worst people in the world. Like developers, are so high on my list now of yeah. people that I just 
I hate them, dude. Yeah, this is like uh, I Heart Huckabee's same situation with yeah. the wetlands. Um, it is. They do. They fucking do that, though. They'll be like, we'll make a, we'll, we're going to make a nature area. It's like, you can't make a fucking nature area. That's not yeah. something you make. Tear it down. <laughs> build one somewhere else. We're going to ask else. God really nicely to put a nature area there. <laughs> yeah, they, um, uh, they, re- like, I, I, they control. Every, like they control the shape and the look of the city, and I don't think it's in line with what most people want from their city. But I mean, what did they? Let's like realistically talk about what they provide. Like what when a condo when when they build a mixed use building, what use do they have? Are they housing? I mean, yes. It's houses, right? Right. Nobody's in those fucking houses in Ohio, at least. People don't fucking live in them. Well, you mean the condos? The condos, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about they build these condo buildings, and there aren't people that can afford to fucking live in them. You know, they right. got to fucking, they got to coerce people with a free year of Chipotle to move into these things. Yeah, and they aren't, they aren't really conducive to, like... Uh, having roots you know it's not really like a place where someone's going to the type of people that are attracted to that are going to go to the next new one in a few years you know yeah i never even think of that i mean they're also just likely to leave town period sure they're just likely to just get another job and get the fuck out of here in like some warm place right yeah so it's it's like all that money could be spent on like expanding green spaces working on I don't know the 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 stuff that's already there. Like all that money could just be that. rehabilitate. There are so many houses in in neighborhoods that could just be rehabilitated, and people could live in them. Right. And now all they do is they go around and search for five of them that are fucking dead, so they can put a big fucking building with a mod pizza in it or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. because that's what they do. They're not. They're just not anything. It, there, there's nothing in those buildings. There's not the the businesses in the buildings fail, and, and they're not they we they White Castle. I mean, if White Castle is the we'll bo- see we'll, we'll the bottom see. of your building, that is a successful business. But how many of these buildings in five town, years? I want to see what it's like in five years. Okay, how many of building uh, these buildings in town do you walk by? And it's a fucking like pet store that you fucking know yeah. isn't going to be I there know. anymore. People buy their pet shit at Petland or on Amazon. Yeah, Don't go to a Walmart. fucking store Walmart. and pay three times that amount. There was a, there was some fucking gigantic bag of dog food my friend used to get, and I can't. I think it was called Old Roy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight ninety nine for forty pounds. I'm like, that's gonna kill your fucking dog, dude. <laughs> fucking so mean. What, did he yeah. ever ask him like what he thinks his dog thinks about that food? Like, no. what do you think your dog thinks when he gets the Old Roy? <laughs> Like when you come in and you pour him some old Roy and he's probably, the dog's probably tasted all kinds of real food. Oh yeah. I was like, God damn it. It's the old Roy again. again. (laughs) People with dogs are, there are some people that are just like so lonely that they get a dog and they never think about the effect on like the dog. You know, I was in, I was walking down uh, high street in Columbus, the main drag of Columbus. And I saw somebody with a fucking enormous dog. I'm talking a dog almost up to my chest. I'm six feet tall. And I'm like, where the fuck is this dog living right, right now? Right. Like what kind you of have a backyard for it? <laughs> there, no, there's no, th- that's the thing. There aren't backyards in this part of the city. 
Like, you can't live in the city with a big dog. Why do people in the city have big dogs, Brad? Can we talk about it? I, I feel like we talk, me and you talk about it oh, outside of the Oh, me and my wife always make fun of it, too. We 18-year-olds <laughs> with German Shepherds, man. <laughs> yeah. They have these gigantic fucking dogs and aren't willing to walk them all day long. And then no. they're like, why do they tear up the whole fucking house? It's like, they're a prisoner <laughs> yeah. right now. I mean, like. You got to walk them, like, every fucking day, multiple times. It's like your whole. Well, I remember when we talked about, we talked about gumball, right? Where I was like, gumball should be outdoors. Partly because I hate gumball and I'd like them to get rid of me. But, uh. They, uh, but, um, the, the, the gumball, we were talking about going out and, and Erica said that the vet was like, don't let your cat run around a neighborhood. And I'm like, what kind of a life is it to just be stuck in one house for your whole fucking life? Like a life without getting run over by a car. (laughs) Okay. Drive like they're your pets. Drive like it's your gumball. That's a good point. But it's also like, fuck it. You, that's how sure, that's you don't true. live your life. You and I don't live our life on those. That's true. That's true. You know, Gumball. As much as I hate, she's gonna brave the world. Yeah, should get to, should get to live by Gumball's principle. Uh, my principles are your principles. Where is Gummy? Fucking somewhere, being annoying, probably meowing or some shit, or sitting on Jason's uh, backpack and I'll ready to her. scratch me. I'll get you some pictures. I mean, it's just. People, people, I mean, they're freaks. It's a very selfish in a lot of ways. I think so too. I mean, I don't want gumball. I don't want gumball to get hit by a car. Cause I love Brett's daughter. I love Charlotte. You know what I mean? And I would hate for something bad to ever happen oh, to Jesus. that kid in the whole world. But I, I think gumball is smart enough not to get hit by a car. I don't, I think the animal, well, we gumball. have tons of neighborhood cats anyways. I know there's cats all over the fucking place. My cat ran free and my cat, our cat lived forever. Right, Jason? Like for fucking like 15 years, we had a cat that was outside all over the neighborhood all the fucking time. Right. Never died. Not once. Sure. Well, ended up like in the end, <laughs> it ended up dying, but everything yeah. died. Yeah. That's part you know? of it. Yeah. So our neighborhood plus it's like, the lane, it's so tight. You can't even drive more than 15 miles an hour down my fucking street because there's just the tiniest little roads back when cars were matchbox size and uh, there's no fucking room. Didn't cars used to be bigger? Though, they did used actually. to be bigger. <laughs> like you'd be driving. They like, wouldn't. Yeah, my grandma drove a gigantic Oldsmobile now that you say it. But there weren't as many. Yeah, or maybe they just didn't let people fucking park all over the road like that. Or, yeah. <laughs> Chugga chug fucking Studebaker just yeah. <laughs> shaking and rattling. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they get the ideas for like parking spots and stuff. Like where the ideas for like parking lines come from. Sometimes you'll go to a place and you're like, how's a person supposed to park here and then open their door, too? I do, I like, uh, I go to the local like mall sometimes to go to the movies, the Easton. Which is a big development that I should never go to because it is probably the exact thing that kicked off like what we have now. Yeah. Because I do often feel like downtowns are places that the government, the government wants this. I don't think anybody downtown wants this. But I do think the government wants to turn down all the downtowns into basically just a mall. That's yeah. the, That's like the model. Of what it's supposed to, like, we'll have a few fountains. DC is that. We'll have a bunch of fucking stores, and you can just walk in and out of stores. Well, and- remember Philadelphia? We stayed in, like, this really grimy part of, like, South Philly, and then we drove to this, like, 
it seemed like a little five block radius of all mall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, New York and Times Square is that. I mean, that's said a million times, but we we were in Asheville and there are parts of Asheville that look like that where Biltmore is. I think there's like little areas that are like that. There are. Um, I'm trying to think Denver. We stayed in the part of Denver. Yeah, we stayed at the mall. That we basically lived in a mall when we were in Denver. Like one of those crazy malls that have like a Mercedes dealership on it and shit yeah. in it. Like who the fuck wants to live in Mercedes. a mall? Mercedes. Like who who saw a mall and was like, God, let's make the city look like that. <laughs> what if we could just live here? All my favorite brands. It makes you feel comfortable, dude. Soho is that more so in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. I, I figure like I, I I feel like I don't want to live in a world that looks like a mall. I do want to live in an urban area, though. Yeah. You know, and that's like the thing where once something, once a part of town becomes cool, it then gets taken over by this yeah. mall. Developers. Thing, and then you lose it. Developers take it away and they paint everything like a dark gray. And then they put a bunch of chalkboards out on the street with art on them. And then guys with like neck tattoos and those paperboy delivery hats stand outside all day. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, see, we're going to have a nice neighborhood over here. And then three months later, there's an anthropology there. (laughs) I mean, I was explaining that to a guy that was in town yesterday about the short north, Brett. I was just like. That used to be where all the artists lived. Yeah. (laughs) They can't afford to live there. So they live in Franklinton. And all the rich people live in the short north. And now I just read today a whole article about how, like, we're going to start developing Franklin. We got to get this Franklin 10 rolling. Well, they've been working on it for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, they can't kick the people out of their house. They're having a harder time kicking people out of their houses than they do in other places. Yeah. I don't know if there's tenants rights here. Because that's the thing I always like about New York and, like, San Francisco and stuff like that is when you start to hear about rent control. That's what I want. I want fucking rent control. Right. I want that to exist. I know it's going away and that if like the so, thing gets signed to another landlord, then they can charge. If it gets sold, then they can yeah. charge more for it. But it's damn. unnecessary where we're going, but it still is. Yeah. Yeah. Rent control would be great. I, I mean, unless they're just going to give us all houses. Yeah. That would be nice. Like the stacks. Or you can just live where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so hmm. so I got some more. I, I guess I'll give you some Ohio news, right, Brett? We we got to get some news in here. I don't know how how long I've been just talking about things that annoy me. So uh, you do that all your whole life, I think. It's basically the show, really. Uh, I think I want to go into actually. Let's do some politics first. How's that sound, Brett? Oh, sounds wonderful. I love politics. You know how we hate politics, politics. because it's all bad news all the time. Yeah, and um. You know, a meaningless six months later. Relatively, yes, meaningless six months later. I think that this is something that you're going to get a lot out of. Okay. I think this this is a thing that I read. I think this is something that I read that actually made me feel good in my heart. Okay. Conservative mega donor Richard Uline needed a win, and Kevin Nicholson was his guy. After watching his other recent political investments crash spectacularly, Roy Moore in Alabama and a Republican challenger who lost in a primary challenge to Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner, Uline plowed $8 million into recent months into Nicholson's bid for Senate in Wisconsin for an astounding $11 million in all. Nicholson lost by nearly six percentage points in Tuesday's Republican primary. Wow, yeah, baby, that's awesome. 
It was the latest in a string of costly defeats for Uline, who stormed onto the scene this year to become one of the most prolific GOP donors of the 2018 election cycle. It sounds like he's cursed. Is Richard Uline cursed? I mean, he's still doing pretty good. He's still he's got, got a lot his, of money. Eight million to throw around. But maybe that's a curse on his money has a curse on it. Okay. All the things he's done. If you think about it. So he's given all these people money. And hasn't gotten anything back in return. And I think people he just, just hate him more. He's a bad investor. He just doesn't know how to find a like a winning horse, it seems like. I mean, he went up with uh sex who what what was Roy Moore again? Se- Roy Moore was Oh, the, he was the oh my god, he was dating sixteen <laughs> year olds when he was thirty two, right? Yeah, he was they said he was kicked out of the mall, but he's suing people for that now. I wanna be clear, we do not think that Roy Moore got kicked out of the mall, but maybe have got kicked out of the mall. Allegedly. <laughs> he Allegedly. sued a lot of people for that. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh now the reclusive packing supply magnate is second guessing his strategist giving him political advice on big money races, according to people with knowledge of Uline's discussions on the matter i know he's frustrated i know he questions the political judgment of the people around him not good said a republican consultant like i know he's rich and like he's a piece of garbage but like it feels nice that he's failing at things yeah i I agree you know like i know he's not gonna i know that he's a guy that has so much money that eight million dollars hurts him but it doesn't kill him. Like he's not going to put so much money. He's not going to put $11 million into something if he doesn't have 50 or sure. Like, sure. What, you know, he's not going to just throw he's still, that. He's still building a private John Galt Island at the same time. <laughs> he is still building, but losing him losing is unequivocally good. It just takes money out of his pocket. Yeah. And I feel like if, if maybe if he loses enough times in a row, he'll just get disenchanted and go sit on that Island. You maybe know? we can maybe get more people to vote. We can just tell them that Richard Lou, Uline paid for one of the other candidates. You know, well, I think that could happen because it happened with the Koch brothers. Are almost oh, yeah. kind of a poisonous name now. If like we always used to, when we first started this show, you would make fun of people who threw the Koch brothers' name into everything. Well, basically because like everything that wasn't like liberal was a Koch brothers thing sure. to people. Like we got accused of being Koch brothers plants. The Chapo guys when they first started, they were still calling people Koch plants. Right, right. Now they call you Russians, but that's a different thing. Now we're in a different era. We're in everybody's a Russian era. (laughs) Yeah, we were COINTELPRO, I think, at two at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the the Koch brothers being poisonous, I think, hopefully we've done a little bit of damage to the Uline name. I really hope so. Oh, yeah. I I know that I see the Uline name more. Oh, yeah. I know that's, why that, all, that's why all those people wrote the articles in the big city was because of what, what we did. Yeah, because that's we were just sitting around yelling. Yeah, they rip Uline. us off all the fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it got the name out there. I mean, and getting the name out there is is, is the smart thing because you can poison somebody's name, dude. You can poison the name Uline pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I get things all the time like, you know. I remember one time pointing out at a protest that the signs were printed by Uline and like just drawing attention to it changed the way that people thought about, you know, supplying their protests because Uline's the cheapest. Yeah, it is. everybody knows that Uline's the cheapest, but you're like, do you want to put your money in Uline's fucking pocket? Is that like the kind of place you want to send oh, I know. your people- business to? Please stop doing this just because it's environmentally devastating. But people about once a month, somebody sends me a you signs me up using the address from the envelopes. 
And I always look at their prices and I'm like, God, these are so fucking hard to beat, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fucking trying to get a deal at Staples <laughs> yeah. and they're fucking like, damn, man. I could fucking get a U-line thing, but right. it's like I can't send out. I I can't. No, I, can't I wouldn't do it. Do it. Yeah, it's the same and thing it's not as that the much cheaper. It's penny. Sign. I mean, it's fucking pennies for the most part too. And it's usually and you're not the average person either. It's usually a fucking business, that's right? Right. Buying it. Like a real business, not street fight. Like right. not our kind. Like the amount of money we spend wouldn't make a lot of difference to U-line, but like uh, the people that have switched their service away from Uline at their jobs because of this show like i think they've cost Uline money i yeah. i really think that i hope we've cost Uline money that would feel they seem pretty pissed yeah well they're always well they're republicans yeah, owners <laughs> like that's like isn't that the thing um while their losing record might have Uline rethinking his spending strategy, his loss this week is unlikely to keep him off of future campaigns. On Friday, he was scheduled to attend a Wisconsin Unity luncheon with the Republican who beat Nicholson, Lee Vukmeyer, along with billionaire Diane Hendricks, who helped bankroll Vukmeyer's primary campaign. So he's just jumping on the guy that beat him. Uh, so... I don't know, man. That's good news. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, uh, he's losing. He fuck is... you, Richard Uline. May you lose more money in the future, and uh, we will continue to sully your name. Uh, glad, <laughs> you lost, mean, glad you lost all that money. They haven't done a letter lately, a Uline letter, because we usually get them as soon as they come out, and we haven't seen one in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I haven't seen one. That Just that last Make America Great one, which was like, mm, that was the that was the big boy. Here's a good politics story too, Brett. I got from the Daily Beast this week that I okay. think you can politics or politics. Really this is actually politics. Ooh, uh, <laughs> a website that offered free anti-anti-fascist T-shirts had a real far-right march. Appears to have been a trap by anti-fascists. On August 18th, Trump supporters will host the National March Against Far-Left Violence in several cities, organized by a pair of frequent attendees at far-right rallies. Expected participants include members of anti-Muslim group The Proud Boys and people involved in the pro-Trump troll group pa Patriot Prayer. That's the name of their group? Yeah, the Patriot Prayer is... Um Huge man, that's they're like Bay Stickman's group, right? Yeah, they're the ones that beat. They had, that's the one with the tiny guy. They went and beat the shit. They beat the shit out of people in the Pacific okay. Northwest. The cop. They're the ones that like use the cops. Basically, they know that the cops are going to beat up the Antifa people, so they go out there, start a fight. Someone was said it even looked like they had. I, I was reading at the last one that it was like seemed like a military type phalanx type thing where. They let the they the they started to stir shit up, and then when the cops went to go after Antifa, they kind of came up behind them and broke rank, broke through, so that they could just start indiscriminately beating people up. I hate these fucking. People. They got the jump on them, you know. In early July, when march leaders were planning their event, an apparent ally set up a website where marchers could pre-order anti-anti-fascist T-shirts. But the website appears to have been a trap by Antifa, who turned around and published the names and addresses they'd collected from the website. This is great. I mean, this is some. This works. I mean. You saw the like the decline in support for that Unite the Right too, and people they do not want to have their information out there. It's no, not, not worth it. No, it's not worth it anymore to be proud. Yeah, they're not that proud if they don't yeah. want their name 
associated with being a proud boy. Now the far right is trying to get their apparent anti-fascist trolls arrested because that's what they do. Oh yeah. The far right gets people arrested. That's the far right are the people who do the arresting. The The police are the fucking far right. Yeah, And the cops protect them. I mean, the reason they're all blue lives matter and love Leo's is because the cops protect them and stand up for their racist um, agenda. Yeah. The cops aren't beating up three percenters or clans are, no. are, are proud boys. They don't beat them up at all. They don't get I, you know, I don't know how they, I don't know how that's not apparent to people, but it, it, it is happening. I've seen it happen in person. An anonymous person registered a website for the national March against far left violence in early July web registry record show an early version of the site encouraged fans to subscribe to its mailing list or pre-order t-shirts, which showed an anti-fascist symbol being damaged by the American flag. Yeah. I don't, I'm sorry if I can't remember who made the comment, but, um, it did like immediately you should have known something up because it was well-designed. It was like very, it was obviously like a leftist creative person because the design of it was like very clean and like, you know, made a point and it was like, you know, not the kind of shit that they, they didn't normally have like wear. A Pepe on it. No, like there wasn't like a whole like bunch of QAnon thing. No, <laughs> there was no like uh, letters. There was no like heavy metal lettering or skulls or anything on it. Yeah, so they posted these people's names, which kicks ass. So it's like smartly designed. It was looked like a European like transit sign. Yeah, yeah. So they're they. Uh, I love that they're trying to get arrested. That they're trying to get them like they're probably going to get them arrested. You think so? I don't know though. I think it's anonymous. We don't so have what do you do we have really doxing do? laws yet. Not real. I don't think so. And I don't think if you put your name in a thing in your address, then you don't have any. I mean, a lot of times you expect it, but who knows if they even promised it. Basically, what they did on the site was say these following people haven't paid for their shirts and then post. That's such a beautiful cover up, too, because they could have just like said, ha ha, we're trolls, you know, and we got you. And but instead they didn't. That's just like the smoothest way to do it. You know? Yeah. The official March page. Facebook. Hey, guys, come on. Pay for your shirts. (laughs) You, you racist person, you racist person. Come get your racist shirt. Marchers quickly pointed out not only had the March's official Facebook page associated with the website, it had actually linked to it. The Wait, March, what? The official page for the March linked to the website. Oh. Like they got on there, and then the official page for the March was like, get your shirts, man. Get Y'all get yeah. this cool shirt. We hey, made. these are great. Isn't this great? I mean, these are Finally, great. Y'all can stop wearing your cartoon shirts and your Dragon Ball Z button-ups. Yeah, these things. Hours later, the Facebook page changed its story, editing its status to clarify that yes, they had promoted the site with fake T-shirts, but only because a stranger had asked them to. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Some weird. They're just being polite. Yeah, we're just nice. We're, we're this patriot came out of nowhere with an already built web page saying it was built to donate to the cause. The Facebook moderators wrote a gift to this cause. Turns out it's not, and it was a fake website made to lure people into it. And we're sorry about that. One of the alleged trolls posted a screenshot of an alleged July 8th Facebook chat with March organizers in which he sent the completed website. Oh, neat one, our organizer replied. Hours into the doxing campaign, March organizers started piecing together what had happened. Some infiltrators created a website, and due to the share number of mutual friends, I trusted that it was legitimate. The yep, March's official those, face- that's, there's, that's how they get their fucking news, right? Yeah. Yeah, and if it has the- enough shares, then it's this is real shit, man. You know how many people have shared this? 
like a thousand people shared this. Fifteen hundred people believe it. I mean, are you fucking telling me you really think it's that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go look at the names. So, also, yeah, somebody, uh, Dakota. Thank you for pointing that out. It was called anti anti fascist. <laughs> So like fascist, but you know, not saying it, you know. Yeah. I'm not a damn fascist. I'm anti anti fascist. Yeah, every I'm just against the people that are against fascists. <laughs> Everything about the site screamed like I don't it's so good. It's perfect. It's, it's like it's a perfect prank. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you for that. Whoever do you know who was behind all that? Thank it you. Doesn't, they, they're, we appreciate you know, it. And if you're a listener, then thank you for doing that. Yeah, we really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks, listeners, for doing If you're a listener to this show, we'd love to talk to you, but we don't want to get you in trouble. So, you know, walk up to us. If you see us live, let us know. and We'll get you into the show. Yeah. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. All right. Last thing. Well, last couple things here. We got two stories left, Brett. I think. I gotta see how much time we. Oh yeah, we got two stories left. Let me re up here. Let me get ready for you this. You get your bong head. I'll get talking. Uh, this is something that we used to cover that I don't think we have hit enough in the past year or two that I think we need to start thinking about. Bring back into our repertoire. I just yes, I think it's important. Okay, okay. So this what is, is it? written by Nick Sabo from the Mount Vernon <laughs> News. A report of a tall brown-skinned creature sighted in Knox County is being investigated by a national UFO group. Ooh, interesting. Ohio, this is about an hour out of Columbus for everybody, so there was an alien there. A um, new one? If you're on the stream, we'll get a picture of the alien up on the screen because there is an artist rendering. That's the alien. <laughs> if you're listening, he's like, a, hey, it looks like a brown stick man, really. That's basically what the alien... But I've always heard they were gray, so maybe it's... PSA. Yeah, like grayish brown. Yeah, um, yeah. He is very thin. Um, looks like basically a running piece of spaghetti. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> it looks like a child drew the picture. But I mean, if somebody, if I saw an alien and I had to draw the alien, how correct would I really get the alien? Yeah, you know? I think I had a weird moment today. I I think I was I was just too out of it to. I was rushing to get food, and uh, while I was in line for the food, this girl. Uh, looks at me and she says, oh, I love that bat tattoo. That's cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually got it in Austin. Um, we went and saw a whole bunch of bats on the bridge. We were standing there and saw this swarm of bats. And I was like, I'm going to go get a bat tattoo now. <laughs> and then another employee there, she said, oh, yeah, that's why I got mine. And then she shows me it. And it's a UFO that's picking up like some something out of a field. Mm hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, I, she said, I, uh, we were out hanging out in this field one time and there was this really weird thing we saw in the sky and I swear it was UFO. Okay. And I was like, okay. I was just, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to explain. I was like, I should have asked her to explain, but she's making food. So it was just like, okay. Yeah. But then I thought about it later and I was like, what the fuck was that about? I really want to know what her UFO experience was right. now. I'm surprised coming from you because I, you were the one that in Baltimore let that guy talk to you for like a half hour about the ghost inside the uh, bar <laughs> we were playing. Oh, yeah. That was a good story. You let the sound guy just sit and talk to you about a ghost. <laughs> yeah. After the show in Baltimore, the sound guy was like, yeah, man, that ghost shit's pretty trippy. I mean, I worked with a ghost for a while. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh yeah. And he just said he was like, she was Mary. Everybody knew her. You know, you would go, and the movie wouldn't be would be spliced. 
or, you know, there would be a cold breeze and you would just know it was Mary. And then he told me just story after story of all this weird shit that happened while he worked at this movie theater and this ghost that bo- that he worked with that bothered him all the time. I don't feel I see. This is an issue with us. We neither one of us have ever seen anything otherworldly, right? No, I what went to. I, me too. Me too. I tried. I was I want working there to be out. a god, dude. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Wow. <laughs> think about that all the time. I'm like, if there was like just somebody, if there was a god and I could see the god, that would fucking rule, man. I sure. would be like, all right, okay. I'm down with all this stuff now. Like yeah. all that stuff you're talking about, man. I'm I'm listening. Or woman <laughs> or non-binary pal. I mean, yeah. Not you need a sign. Yeah, Ohio investigator Ron McGlone with a mutual. <laughs> What? That was great. That was surprising shit out of me, but go ahead. <laughs> it said his office received a report of a tall brown skinned creature spotted on Ohio 13, a couple miles north of Mount Vernon. The sighting reported by a motorist occurred July 31st. Okay. okay. According to a description provided by the reportee, this is for the listeners, the creature was bipedal. Mm-hmm. seven to eight feet tall. Wow. With dark tan to light brown skin and had no body hair. Okay. Oh man, that's weird to think that slimy. We always doesn't, think that doesn't aliens sweat. are slimy. Doesn't sweat, maybe. I don't know. I think it sounds like it was slimy. I think they were in, intimating that what it's like, like a sl- snake, though. Slimy. What if like a rep? What if that's like a reptile person, like standing up? Yeah, like a snake standing up, maybe an eight yeah. foot snake that's like just standing straight up on the back of its tail. Yeah, I mean that's possible, Brett. That's what they saw. I'm not gonna. I don't know how big snakes get. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's an actual <laughs> alien from outer space, but it has like snake skin. Okay, okay. I mean, I I'm picturing it without body hair. I just think it's a slimy. Slime? Why slime? Bitch. Like just sweaty and like. Oh, sweaty skin, like clammy skin, amphibian, but like bearded dragons and like iguanas and shit. They, uh, they don't like have hair and they don't get sweaty. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know what this alien had. I mean, those have been around the longest to like, uh, evolve into some sort of otherworldly creature, (laughs) but this would be from another planet. Oh, well maybe they (laughs) Well, like, so we're monkey people. There's maybe there's crocodile people on other planets. Like, do you think it's possible? It's like in Evangelion, the competing like Adam and Lilith, like two species land on a vacant planet and they compete for dominance, but there can only be one. So you think maybe like just the fact that we evolved from monkeys, like we evolved from monkeys, there are other people running around and off the highways in Ohio that evolved from snakes <laughs> like, like, well yeah theoretically here? theoretically i think maybe if you told me one i'd be like i knew it i know <laughs> there's some parts of the woods right out in portland maine where people don't go maybe snakes have enough time to study up on being bipedal and shit i mean there is that thing there's always the loveland frog i always yeah. also come back to the loveland frog which is like a six foot tall frog that does like a wizard routine and, and it a hangs ton out and people have seen it and it hangs out by highway barriers for some reason <laughs> yeah. and i mean like when i say does like a wizard like dance routine it's for real like everybody the people that have cited it said well it came up and it did like kind of a thing and it was just this like weird thing. Like it was just, they did a wizard routine or whatever. 
Um, the description states the creature is having a tall, slender body, arms, legs, small in diameter, hands and feet looked oversized for its body proportions, small neck with oval, elongated head. The creature's eyes were black, the reportee said. The creature came out of a cornfield and crossed the highway at a tremendous rate of speed, the reportee said, taking only two or three steps to get across the road. That's interesting. That's cool. That Like, it was just hauling ass. But again, a seven or eight foot tall thing can't hide forever. Right. It's not... Uh, like that's the thing about the so brett and i need to drive out to mount vernon i think is the thing and we just need to sit there and wait for this yeah this i want to monster to come out because i'm curious mcglone said he interviewed the reportee and has obtained a sketch of the creature he and the reportee walked the area where the sighting occurred mcglone said but no corroborating evidence was discovered of course not because there's no aliens. McGlone declined to give the exact location of the sighting out of respect for the landowner. Oh, see, that's the problem with capitalism right there, (laughs) is that this alien showed up, and now we're not allowed to know where it is because of private property. Oh, yeah, he's just going to sell it to the circus or something. Yeah, I mean, he should start. If it was my property. I got a Loveland frog there for the chat if you want to see. Yeah, show him the Loveland frog if you'd like to. It's a it's a weird wizard dancing frog. So uh, yeah, so we had an alien in town, which is it's good to know. Good and to nope, know. they haven't re- the sheriff's department hasn't received it. Don't call the police. Like the last thing you want to do if you see an alien is call the police. Like they're just gonna come and shoot the thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel bad. Let it be. Yeah, I mean, what's it if it has a ray gun and it's like zapping things? Yeah, then maybe let him call, do that. <laughs> call somebody and kill. Them. Call the space force. <laughs> if an alien here's if an alien shows up with a ray gun, I'm all right with you killing it. But if it's just a big skinny thing, it feels like you could just whoop its ass if you really. Yeah, had it looks to. pretty fragile. I would beat the crap out of that thing unless what everything it, inside of its muscle, like, mind powers, like everything, uh, all of its insides are like a giraffe's neck. Yeah, <laughs> or like a snake, dude, and like you throw a punch and it just wraps around you, just grabs your arm up. I don't like this. I don't like these fucking aliens slams you around. on the ground. I don't like these aliens hitting so close to our house. <laughs> yeah, it's too close to home. Yeah, come on. These things are supposed to land in other places. I thought. Uh, well, so, you know, I don't. What do you think? You, do you think that maybe he brings reinforcements or? I, I mean, Brett and I have always felt like if an alien comes, you probably and this is not anarchist of us or whatever, and it's probably not. This is probably not politically Makes correct. Us bad global citizens. <laughs> but we think you should just kill them before they can leave. Is, yeah, I don't think you can trust them. I just feel like but they once, might have amazing technology. Yeah, once they get here. Ooh, but if they woo you with that technology and I you know. always have to give up a part of the human spirit. It's like V, that show V, they like came in and they were like, we're healing everybody. There ain't no cancer anymore. Right. But then they were also like enslaving us at the same time. Right. It's like, let us heal. We'll heal cancer. Leave it yeah. to us, aliens. Cure your own fucking cancer on your planet. Leave right. us alone. Keep that shit. You know, you lizard people. We don't need that crap. A British Columbia man is taking the provincial government to court for allegedly damaging his credibility and not acknowledging that the Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot, may exist. Of course. <laughs> this guy's got to get into the court, dude. Take this to the courts. Tracker and documentarian Todd Standing will make his case that the species is real Tuesday when he appears in a new Westminster courtroom. He says he has evidence way beyond a reasonable doubt that the oh, species perfect. exists. Oh, perfect. perfect. Good. This is what we needed. <laughs> just, just, 
That's exactly what everybody needed. This is your God, our God moment, right? Now that we has the evidence, then we can all start, you know, figuring out what to do with Sasquatch. Yeah. If this was a murder trial, I would just annihilate it. He told C. Oh, wow. No, holy. No, He's uh, like, I'm this worried. Guy's getting a little, this guy's got a lot of hubris going into this. Yeah, I don't. Day. I don't like putting things in that way. Now I'm worried about you. He sounds like me. I'm yeah. very powerful, and I'm going to destroy this thing with brute force yeah. and logic. I could, I could kill somebody and get away with it. You know, yeah. I'm not the type of guy that would lie. I'm just somebody that could kill someone and get away with it. He says he will present testimony from police officers, okay. fishery officers, mm. engineers, nurses, and doctors who say they have witnessed the species. Standing, who charges charges forty eight hundred dollars for week long Sasquatch seeking expeditions, has oh planned- my god, that is great! Wow, that is a lot of money. He does. He was a week though. That's five grand for a week vacation. What is he probably feed you old Roy too? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're eating a lot of peanut butter and jellies and hard boiled eggs. I'm going to tell you that right now. Sure. Sure. There's no vegan option. Nope. It's all a hard boiled egg. Basically. (laughs) It's my nightmare trip. (laughs) Oh, all we brought was this uh, barrel of hard boiled eggs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I know somebody that went to a Bigfoot. I, there's a guy on Twitter that went to a Bigfoot convention, and he said basically that all there was to eat was hard-boiled eggs at that thing. And it's like, oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. <laughs> That's the last place I want to be hanging out. This reminds me of, man, we'll make this someday, but I always I always wanted to make, and this is such an outdated reference, but a Fear Factor video, a spoof. <laughs> Where it would just be someone eating an egg sandwich and you would be like retching and throwing up right next to him like every time they took a bite. I would like quit Fear Factor if I had to eat an egg salad sandwich. Like if somebody handed me an egg salad sandwich and they were like, you got to eat this whole thing and you're in the running for $5,000. I'd be like, well, if I ain't going to guarantee the $5,000, I'm not going to take that risk <laughs> of eating egg salad because yeah. it's the, the the thing like it's everything I find disgusting on this planet. It's mayonnaise and it's hard boiled eggs mushed yeah. up. Eggs two way. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this guy is pit in 2017 standing filed a civil lawsuit in British Columbian Supreme court claiming that provincial government was in dereliction of duty for not recognizing the evidence standing and others have gathered. He says BC fish and wildlife are attempting to get the case thrown out a decade ago. Standing first took to the forest in efforts to disprove the existence of Bigfoot. See this guy, that's the thing. <laughs> That's the smartest move if you do Bigfoot tours, right? What? what? You're like, I'm going to go out here in the woods. So about a year before you're about to open your Bigfoot tours business, you're like, I'm going to go out in the woods and figure out that Bigfoot's not real. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot is fake. I'm going to go out into the forest. And then while you're out there, you're like, shit, I saw a Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot is real. You do it. Okay. (laughs) A year later, that's the business plan. Right. Something like this. I'm a completely scientific expedition for the Bigfoot. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go find. I'm good. This there's what's no the, such thing. What's Bigfoot's the file? Stupid. What's like the what's the medical name for Bigfoot? What's, Sasquatch doesn't have like a cryptozoological name. I mean, it's Sam Bigfoot and, and Sasquatch interchangeably in here. Would it be something like? Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like it should be some type of sapien. Yeah, uh, obviously like I was completely sapien. wrong. He said 
He has since worked with First Nations trackers and compiled evidence from others who said they have spotted the species. None of his evidence includes living or dead samples, though he says he has filmed Bigfoot several times, some of which is shown in the 2017 documentary Discovering Bigfoot. None of it has convinced BC Fish and Wildlife, which have refused to recognize his work for a decade. Ah. They've been denying it for 10 years, he says. Now I'm going to take them to court and I'm going to prove that Sasquatch exists beyond a reasonable doubt. This yes. Is nice. This is what we needed. Yeah. This is what the court should spend yeah. all their time doing. Yeah. This is the type of stuff that needs to be sorted out once and for all. Yeah. This we is what need... the Supreme Court should be doing. Yeah. We don't need harsher, harsher penalties for yeah. drug users. Yeah. Go to the Supreme Court with this, too, if you could. I just. I need to hear their opinion. I need to hear Scalia. Like, there's probably a Bigfoot. It's a Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. So it's the dumbest name they could have possibly made up. No. What is it? It's gigantic. And I've heard some of these are called Pithecuses. Yeah. Gigantic. The large version. Gigantopithecus. (laughs) Yes, the Bigfoot. Oh, my God. I want to start looking at the cryptozoological names of all of these things now. Yeah. They're probably all stupid, right? Like the Loch Ness Monster is Well, they're like just scientific, Brian. <laughs> they're just scientific. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't say you're going to go you, take a bowel movement, do yeah. you? Um, No, I don't say that. I say I'm going to go take a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> If he's successful in court, he says, provincial wildlife officials will have to join him on a search for Sasquatch, complete an ecological survey, and recognize the species' existence. It's the discovery of the millennium, he said. To understand a primate species has been in North America this whole time, and we haven't been able to discover them. Sneaky Pete's. Yeah, they're sneaky beats. <laughs> they're big. That's the thing about the Bigfoot. I want to believe in the Bigfoot, too. Obviously, I don't believe. Listen, I'm going to say this, and I know this hurts everybody's opinion on me. I do not believe in Bigfoot. Oh, I believe in the possibility. <laughs> possibility. Theoretically, I can see I how don't. a big hairy man would, and woman and child and family would get along in the forest just fine without technology and civilization and anybody else. That's not what it just, is, he's an anarcho primitivist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why can't anybody find him? He's good at hiding. Good. You can't hide that. There are fucking satellites now, dude. Yeah. If there's a Bigfoot on this planet, we can find that Bigfoot. I will say, I'm going to say beyond that we have the technology to find a Bigfoot. We haven't found a Bigfoot. There's not a fucking Bigfoot, dude. Mm, I there's don't... no poo poo. There's no Bigfoot shit anywhere. Whoa. There's no Bigfoot hair, clumps of Bigfoot hair. And the only people Bigfoot we have out die, and then people don't run up on a Bigfoot. And like, oh shit, that's a Bigfoot death. See, but we only have like tricksters and hucksters and all of these kooks that are out there looking for Bigfoot that's shit. <laughs> we don't have any sort of scientific expeditions, you know. We haven't put the real money down. I like this idea that if we, <laughs> we listen, if we, we need only, to take some of this budget. And find the goddamn thing. That's all it is. We got all this money yeah, for bombs. Right. Reappropriate into the Bigfoot question. A lot of people still want to know. I don't think it like, I don't know, man. I just, I really, I, it says. I, I uh, respect the Bigfoot that I don't want to leave. I just let it live out there in the woods. And I don't want to really, I don't want to try to get involved with a court case and stuff. Cause it has like its <laughs> own life outside of like our judicial system. And I'm kind of jealous of that. And so I wouldn't want to get him wrangled up into 
the kangaroo courts. Well, the first thing is going to happen is they're going to kill the goddamn thing. Yeah, unfortunately. Fishing game is going to show up. They might be cool because usually park. I yeah, you know, there's pot park smokers. rangers are always just like kind of like yeah, man. Like yeah, they, I love they, hanging out with these fish. They dare shit. to go bear and shit. No, <laughs> that's gross. Did you know that the guy, the main character, and sorry to bother you. Went bare in high school for yeah. like a whole year. That's yeah. troubling. I read about it. He was uh, Lakeith Stanfield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um was not into shoes. He's like, I don't know, man. I just like to be closer to the ground or some shit. That's what he said. <laughs> I love it. You know, I uh, actually it was a pretty funny moment this week. Uh, Charlotte, we were where were we going? We were leaving the house, and I was like, Charlotte, you got to get your shoes on. And she's like, I don't want to wear shoes. And I was like, You have to wear shoes. And she's like, I, I don't really wear shoes. I'm like, go get them on right now. And so then as I'm putting them on, I feel kind of bad because I yelled at her and her, I let her, I let her wear bare feet wherever, but we were just going to like the store or something. Yeah. Or no, we we're going to Dave and Buster's. That's where it was. You got to wear shoes there. Well, you got to wear shoes in public. Period. Right. But so then I was like, Hey, you know what? It's actually barefoot is actually legal. <laughs> You can wear, you can have barefoot wherever you want. I only make you wear, it's only, I'm the one making you wear the shoes. Yeah. I'm in this position of authority and I'm going to make you wear shoes because I don't want you running around without shoes on. People look down upon that. Yeah. I don't want to get you taken away from me. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, I I just want to finish this out. The reason that it hasn't been tracked, the reason is because they are trackers, because they are intelligent, because they're an incredible species. What inspires me to move forward? The miracle that this species exists blows my mind. Yeah, I think Bigfoot has like some sort of connection to the like collective consciousness of everything, too. So like they're on that. So like Bigfoot sitting in a cave with a crystal ball, like they just had, they can feel it out. Like they can feel it out where the people are at. And they're just, by the time you go to find them, they're gonzo. They're not, they don't need anything. They have, they have all the, the, the woods is their home, dude. They can sleep anywhere. Yeah. They don't need like, they're just roamers, man. They're free. They don't, they're not tied to anything. Just living and drinking berries and, so the people, stream water and shit. The people that are cutting down the forest. Sure. Right? We're the, let's talk about deforestation here. Those people have never run into one before. No, because Bigfoot knows the deforesters are coming from a mile away. <laughs> the smell of deforestation yeah. coming from a mile away. He's like, I smell that fucking fuel. Of bit, those yeah. Sauce. Bit, there you go. Exactly. Bigfoot <laughs> isn't going to put himself in an environment where they're tainted air like that, man. He's going to be out in like a bungalow. He's going to be in the hillside swimming in a lake, dude, just floating like a log. Okay. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I'm, I'm the anti-cryptid guy. I'm pro science 99% of the time. I don't like to say it because it makes me feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Like like one of his fans. That guy came out this week and he's like, you know, forget a space force. We need a truth force. (laughs) Like, God damn, dude. (laughs) I love it. What the hell is fucking wrong with you? Look at space. Okay. Just get your head up there in space and (laughs) leave us to the truth and stuff. Yeah, I we'll can deal just, with the stuff down here. I can just imagine him like picking up his phone that's in like one of those waterproof cases while he's in the shower, where he's like "Eureka," and then he goes to tweet it. He knows the names of all the stars. Yeah, probably. he does every single one. He probably well, has named more than one well, star, right? He's probably he's named a couple. You think he's named some stars? I think, like on StarRegistry.com. 
<laughs> that's different. That's a scam. We should do a star registry in the store. Oh, that's like a good idea. We should sell stars. star registries. <laughs> yeah, we can get that for you if you want. Been selling like people are into if it. If anybody's trying to buy a star. In front of ours, like, live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a, we'll sell it to you for we sure. We own 200. We, we have a limited number of stars that we own. We bought them with our Patreon money last month. So we have about 200 stars. Uh, the first 200 people that give us $599.99, we'll get you a star. We'll, we'll let you name it. A lithograph a lithograph with the name and a picture of the star and a frame. That's $599.99. That's Ooh, for a steep. fucking star, dude. We can do easy pay, too. Yeah, we'll do Venmo. You can Venmo it to us. You can any write us a check. We'll, we'll cash a check if you want to send us a paper check. But we're going to sell stars and... Uh, that's going to be something new coming to Street Fight like later this year. Yeah. God, those star registry people, fucking geniuses. Fucking yeah. the smartest grifters on the... Like, people talk I know so they... much about cons, right? They talk so much about people getting conned. But somebody fucking told people that they bought a bunch of stars and that they could name them. <laughs> and they're, like, just sitting around like, I named this Star Terry. We should name a Star Terry, dude. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, we don't... We could just... Print up a we can print up a sheet that said that we did it. I'm buying a star. We need I to just put that in the one zine. Of the, there's only 199 stars left. Yeah, because I just I'm not I'm gonna lose 599.99 on my pay next month because there's now a star named Terry right. up there. Okay, that, that one's mine. Okay, I'll Brian. point it out to you. When Who's you're ready out. to step up to the plate? Brian put six hundred dollars of his own money down for a star. There's only 199 of them left. That's crazy. So get ready to buy some stars from us. I think I think we're done, man. That's we the, did show. the show. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it as always, and uh, uh, hope that you will join us next week. If you want to get in on the live stream uh, of the Basement Show, head over to Patreon.com. If you're donating over five dollars a month, you're going to get that. You're also going to get the live videos uh, from the tour. I'm going to be doing the best I can to get video and sharing it on there. Um, I, I am going to make sure it happens, but it's a daunting task, but, uh, we will have that going on, uh, for $8 a month. You can get the zine sent to your house every single month. We have a zine that has writing from listeners and Brian and art from me and other people. Uh, this month it's weed. So for those of you that signed up for a zine and got charged on August 1st, the weed zine will be sent out sometime next month. Uh, at the beginning of the month, it takes a while to get all of our order together and finish everything up, but they do show up. And a lot of people, uh, you know, ask me where are they at, they'll show up. Don't worry. And I'll also be sending out another mass emails for people that got them returned and that are sitting at my house. So that's coming up too. Uh, thank you for listening, supporting the show, what we do. We want to keep this thing going and, uh, can continue to spread this mess across the U S Come see us and hang out. We'll just do like an hour show and then probably stand around and drink and party and have a bunch of fun. So be there if you're in Minneapolis, Chicago, uh, St. Louis, Kansas City. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Des Moines, Iowa as well. Uh, we also have Kratom and CBD. I've been doing a bunch of Kratom recently, actually, instead of alcohol. Instead of reaching for a drink, I've been making that Kratom tea and less calories. And, uh, doesn't get me too fucked up, but it makes me feel fucking fantastic. And 
That's what I've been on. Uh, it's maybe legal illegal soon, so I would suggest trying it now, so you can at least get to know what you're missing out on. But know what the government's fucking. Up. Yeah, I mean, it is good to kind of have a practical understanding of how awful, how like boneheaded this move is, and like how harmless kratom is. Uh, for you know to be to I mean how harmless it is really. Um, I mean. So we also have CBD, if you like that. It's another THC derivative or weed derivative thing. Look it up. Uh, it cure. It's for anxiety and pain, and you can mix it up with your weed, and it makes you less paranoid. So uh, we have all that pro- all those products available at store.streetfireradio.com. And actually, this week coming up, I'm going to put a bunch of zines on sale. So. Uh, I have I've that right into the mic. What? Zip my bag like right into the fucking mic. So I'm gonna put a bunch of zines on sale. I'm going through return envelopes and the ones that I just can't go to hold of people. So some rare zines are gonna be coming to the store soon. I've got the uh, how to talk about uh, how to talk to wrestling fans about prison abolition is gonna be in the store. Uh, some other interesting the gathering of the juggalos book is there. We've got the. Uh, uh, photo book the author it's like it's like uh 45 dollars on amazon right now i was checking the price of it let me get his name because that yeah. was really cool and i never gave him a shout out i also want to uh i just want to throw this out here and if you want to get a hold of me if you're a subscriber uh that would be very fucking cool but i think we might we're gonna fuck with the format of the zine next year and see like how we can make it different. I think we're going to do letters from the editor and I, I don't know if we're going to do such strict topics and uh, we don't know yet. And I want to hear what people think about things that we could do with the zine. Cause we want to do different. Th- we, I think I want to, we've been doing the same format for two years and I, you know how I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know I'm the same way. And I think I might even just turn it into a magazine. Like I think that part, me and Steven and, and Brett's in the chat too have talked about just kind of turning it into a magazine without a without a specific topic with different stories about different things. That's hard. I only really put the topics in the for the zine so I would know what I needed to write. Yeah, about. like yeah. it was a writing prompt. But I don't think I need that. I don't think I need that anymore. I I'm I'm in the I'm in the mode of writing every month, so I can you know I can just make it happen. Now. Yeah. So actually it was uh Daniel Cronin. He sent us these books like uh last year when we did the March uh the Juggalo March and I stupidly didn't get it all together. I wanted to hand them out as a prize and you know, things happen and it's hard to do a DIY sometimes. So these are in the store right now for 25 bucks if you want an interesting uh coffee table book. Uh I think it's from the two thir- 2013 Juggalos March. So this is before like it, all the vice people were uh there. <laughs> um it's pretty pretty fucking cool. Um and uh that's something to do to support the show. I mean right now the lot of the money is going to bring people on board. We're you know all we have a lot of production that has gone up because Jason is here. We're paying him well, um, Jake, the rapper, Icy Jake, is doing the sound engineering for us now. So that takes away a lot of the bulk of my work. I was spending two, you know, three to six hours a week editing and uploading shows. And now I have time to hopefully bring the Anarchist Cookbook back. 
Um, I can focus on expanding the reach of the show and establishing things and maybe focus on some, even doing some activism or bigger events. I don't know. I just, if I can have more free time, I can accomplish more shit with the show. So please uh, continue to support us. If you do, we really appreciate it and never thought we would make it this far. So um, we, I'm done rambling. Y'all are the greatest. Follow us on social media at street fight WCRS. I'm at Brett Payne, B R E T T P A I N. He's at murder Brian on Twitter. Peace.